1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. And good morning, everybody. A little bit different of a setup here today. John Ryan not with us here today. Of course, we've got Jeff Honnold on the phone as he's been here as of late. We also have Mr. Dan Palmroy joining us over the phone along with Mr. Honnold. And and guys, uh, good to hear from you guys today. Uh, you guys over at uh, Merchants Park already this morning. Yeah, coming to you live for the state tournament. And what a state tournament it's, it's been so far. Uh, the first four games in the books yesterday with the 1A quarterfinals. I'll just run through those scores here a little bit. Kingsley Pearson rallies back, uh, scoring five times over the last two innings to knock off North Lynn at 7-4. Uh, Remsen, St. Mary's, two towering home runs, one of them out to right field as they really kind of dominated their game and looked really impressive with a 6 to nothing victory over South Winnishik. Uh, Jackson Bunkers uh, went 2-3 for three with that uh, two-run home run to right Right field or to left field, excuse me. Uh, New London. I don't think anybody saw this game coming. Not that they didn't think New London had a chance to win, but uh, kind of handled a very, very good Caminita Ball Club, winning it to 12 to three yesterday. Kind of broke it open with a four-run second inning, and then Newman Catholic got two in the third last night and, and held on uh, to beat Lisbon by a final of a three to two. Uh, Jeff, let's start with you. Um, kind of your thoughts on on how the tournament went yesterday and and uh, what you saw. I know you were weren't always in the stadium. You were hauling people around, and especially the umpires. But uh, your thoughts on how things went? Well, hats off, uh, of course, to the committee and how well they have the volunteers uh, set here. And uh, just great comments from all the people coming in and out. And, you know, really good baseball for what I got to watch. Uh, other than the cam, I was a little surprised at cam. Um, but I think, uh, talking to Dan here, I, I think they got uh, down early. And I think that uh, – Cause some problems for them, but uh, you know, really good baseball uh, all day long, and and just wonderful, uh, wonderful attendance uh, all day, and uh, nothing but good comments about Carol. And and Dan, uh, for you, he, Jeff mentioned he, he had to step away for oh, a second. Jeff. Okay, Jeff, you mentioned that uh, you know you and Dan talking a little bit about that Caminita and getting down early. I think if, if I remember my numbers correctly, because I was uh, covering that game, uh, ten walks and uh, three hit by pitches. Uh, difficult to win uh, a state tournament game when you've when you allow that many extra base runners. Yeah, he had eighty pitches in two innings, which is not like him, and then. Uh, and then the, I think they said the play of the game, and I didn't get to see it. There was two outs, and uh, there was a double over the three-run double over the top of the outfielder's head, and yep. and uh, that that was probably what what broke the camel's back for him, and uh, just not able to recover on that. But Dan's going to be freed up here. We'll let you talk. He's going to want to talk about how well the umpires did and how much fun we had. And Jeff, before yep, yep. before Jeff, before you you hand over to Dan, uh, you mentioned that uh, that three run double over the center fielder's head. Uh, I was a bit surprised as well as all of the games were played. I know how difficult it is to judge fly ball, especially line drive ones that are right at you. Uh, but that was the one thing that that kind of jumped out to me yesterday for for maybe a struggle was was how many times fly balls got over outfielders' heads yesterday, where they had a hard time really reading and adjusting, and ended up kind to look and look in and then take off running and the ball was clearly over their head. Yeah, there were a lot of line drive shots and well hard hit balls all day long and those are the worst. When the when they're coming at you uh dead away on a on a rope 
uh, to judge the height and also where you need to be. Uh, but I, you know, I noticed too, uh, Cam was playing pretty shallow and in this ballpark, most of the time you're, you're, you're okay playing shallow. This one is tough because it's a long run back to that fence. There's a lot of room. So the way these teams were hitting the ball, um, made it really difficult. So, uh, we got an umpire here, so I'm going to have uh, Dan talk to you about them. And I'm going to get them loaded up. We'll start getting them in. Absolutely. Let's switch over now to Dan Palmeroy. Dan, long-time listener. I know you've been on the show before, but uh, welcome back to KCIM Sports Rewind. Uh, well, it's it's a break away from Jeff right now. The umpires are just starting to show up, so we're starting to load uh, the stuff up in uh, Jeff's gator to get him back over to their locker room and uh, – so I've had to sit in the Gator with him for a half an hour, and that, that's the extent of his knowledge. We can't go past 30 minutes. So. No, absolutely. Now, I, I've got to ask, what was it like hanging out with Honold for 30 minutes? <laughs> well, I can't say I got any smarter, but you got smarter. you're a better judge of that because you have to do it every week. So. Yeah, I've gotten dumber in the 12 years I've known him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Dan, uh, we wanted to talk to you. You're you're a baseball guy. You're a sports guy. So before we talk umpires, uh, and I don't know how much time you have before you have to get back and, and kind of work with things, but your thoughts on the game. I'm sure you and Jeff kind of chatted a little bit. We were just mentioning we were a little bit surprised, you know, that Cam got, you know, kind of beaten 12-3 to yesterday, but that four-run second inning really kind of took them, I thought, out of their game. But overall, how did you think the, the games went yesterday, and, and what were your thoughts? On, on how well the baseball was played, and did anything kind of uh, jump out to you? Well, I thought Cam did. Uh, I guess maybe just in Western Iowa we're familiar with them, and uh, the, their body language wasn't real good after that thing went over the left fielder's head. And it's hot, you know, and, boy, you're facing a, a deficit like that early. It's just hard. And, and I don't think Speaker was himself. I mean, that's an elite-level athlete. Yep. And, boy, he went through 88 pitches, you know. Uh, and after three innings, you know, but you know, as in all things, you probably got to credit New London. We obviously underestimated how good they are. I I would absolutely agree. Their two pitchers that they threw yesterday um, were really really good. Um, what stood out for you about how they threw? Um, the, the first kid, uh, drawn a blank on his name, and I don't have my numbers here in front of me, but uh, I thought he went out and, and, and pitched a, a really good game, uh, and that was the Derek Santiago, now that I remember the young man's name. Yeah, threw hard and threw stripes. And, of course, in, in 1A, 2A, boy, that's the key. You better find our zone, whatever zone we come up with that day, and you better be hitting it, you know. So, he went four uh, and a third. That, that was I, I the did, thing they did the best. He went four and a third yesterday. I didn't catch the pitch total for him, but uh, does that set up for him to be able to be able to maybe throw Wednesday night? Do you know? Well, yeah, or, I, the the pitch count thing they always keep us umpires out of that. Okay. Uh, so uh, I, I would expect that they probably pulled him to, in order to be able to still use him on Friday. Certainly, uh, trying to bring him back on Wednesday, that the pitch count would have to be pretty low to come back with just one day rest. So. And before we get into your, your breakdown of the umpires, because I'm really interested in hearing that, give me your thoughts. Kingsley Pearson against uh, St. Mary's tomorrow night or tomorrow late afternoon for the first semifinal, and then New London against Newman Catholic. Uh, should be a couple of pretty good games the way it looks. What do we got between those four teams? There isn't like four losses or something, is there? <laughs> yeah, Between no. the four of them? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, those are going to be two games you're going to want to watch. Uh I'll tell you what, Kingsley Pearson appears to be the real deal. Agreed. You know? Agreed. And uh, and Remsen is Remsen. I mean, 
boy, these are going to be some good games on Wednesday night. Should should absolutely be umpiring. I I, I know that you, you've umped a lot of state tournaments along with Jim Molitor. You probably help out and talk to all the umpires there. Um, how did how did they feel like their day went yesterday? And kind of what was your thoughts on the umpiring? Uh, pretty warm. You know, yep. uh, it, was, it was a tough day for some of them behind the plate. You know, I mean, you can only shove so much ice in behind your chest protector. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, uh, Slammer, Tiefenthaler, and Doug Wanniger, uh took care of a lot of the guys uh, in the late afternoon and early evening when it was especially hot and, and got them through. I mean, we were out with ice towels. Uh, they were, you know, almost every half inning for the plate umpire or every inning. And fortunately, at Carroll Stadium, there's so many things right with it, most of them all due to Scott Parcher. But one of the things that's right with it is, you know, Jeff, by you get to that 5, 30, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock hour, the, the way the sun is in our stadium, the um, home plate umpire ends up in the shade. Yes. So, boy, that is a huge advantage when you got these 95-degree days, you know. And today going to be worse temperature-wise and heat indices. Heat indices this afternoon supposed to get up into the 100. So talk about the preparations you guys make. you got all those ice towels and stuff, but how do you guys get set up for a day like this as an umpire and for the guys that are volunteering to kind of help make sure that the umpires don't get overheated? Well, certainly the Athletic Association is on them about hydrating, specifically if they have a plate or uh, a job of the, of the two. And... Uh, and then as far as the Carroll staff here, I'm in charge of the umpires here, and I just make sure that they're taken care of, you know, that we have water for them and Gatorade for them, that two booster clubs feed them. Uh, we have our concession stand up on the softball fields, which has some goodies from uh, Sarah uh, Anderson and the gang. Uh, that is terrific for them. Uh, we take photos of their them as a crew, and we pay for the photos. We develop those before they ever get done. So we can give them prints. Uh, we try to bend over backwards, you know, on everything. So, talk about the selection process uh, of what it takes to become a state, uh, you know, a state tournament umpire. Well, as in all things with Iowa high school athletics, the member schools choose who the officials are in, in state tournament play and in tournament play in general, be it football, basketball, baseball, and in baseball specifically, the ADs are given a form in there to uh, recommend eight. Uh, umpires that they think are capable for the tournament series, meaning from districts all the way through state. And then it's it's strictly recommendations. It's the 48 umpires that have the highest number of recommendations. They're the umpires that then are picked uh, to work the tournament. And then after they get those 48, then the Athletic Association enters in with their opinions because they have everybody's schedule, and they try to keep crews that are maybe only 1A, 2A type, uh, schedules, they maybe keep them away from doing Johnston and, and uh, uh, Iowa City High. You know, they try to keep them at the level that they normally work at. And uh, then they mix and match crews together. A lot of it on geography. A lot of it uh, has to do with whether they're in that school district and that school is there. You know, like uh, all the years that uh, uh, 30-some years that Jim Mahler and I were at State, you know, obviously anytime Kemper was in a bracket or Carroll High was in a bracket, well, we're immediately eliminated. When Kuhn was in a bracket, we're eliminated. You know, so they're real careful about that. We're careful about geography and the level of play. 
Dan, you mentioned, uh, you know, the 4A stuff with Johnston here a moment ago. That that reminds me, the 3A, 4A tournament going on at the same time over at uh, Iowa City. 3A quarterfinal scores yesterday. Assumption knocked off Pella 11-1 in six innings. Independence got by West Delaware 8-7. It was Sergeant Buff Luton knocking off Lewis Central 5-4. And Western Dubuque rallied back with two in the bottom of the seventh to beat Winterset last night 4-3. Able to pay attention at all to what's going on over in Iowa City? Oh, yeah, the Athletic Association Corps keeps us up to date on some of the scores and going-ons over there. And uh, I was pleased to see that we ended before they did. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that means we're running things efficiently here. And our, our umpires are calling strikes when they are strikes. And, and we're trying to get the game moved along. So we're about an hour and 15 away from that first game here today. Two-way quarterfinals get underway. Uh, Astorville-Lincoln Central against I-35. Cascade mm-hmm. takes on Mid-Prairie-Wellman at 1.30-ish. And then uh, Beckman Catholic against uh, Dyke New Hartford, the late afternoon game at 4.30. And then, of course, everybody knows Kemper Van Meter tonight. Uh, we'll have that game for everybody on Kick 106.7. Mark Fieldmeyer going to join me for the broadcast. We'll go on about 20 minutes prior to the start of that game, and it's scheduled for a 7 o'clock start. Uh, kind of your thoughts on the games today and uh, any any extra thoughts on uh, that Kemper Van Meter matchup because if, if my memory serves me correct, Dan, and I might be wrong on this and you'd be a guy that could tell me, um, Kemper was the last team to beat Van Meter at a state tournament? Boy, I don't know. They're on, what, a 50-some game winning streak, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that stat exactly. Uh uh, Molitor and I had them a couple times during the season, and then we did their sub-state championship game up at Fort Dodge, and and they're good. And boy, baby, they got a they got a Division One catcher. Yep, you know that's signed with Iowa, not with Nebraska, by the way. Jeff <laughs> signed with Iowa, and not uh, surprised. Yeah, and uh, we had him in three games, and he threw a runner out at all three bases. So. <laughs> if you're a camper base runner, you better you better have your head screwed on. So, so uh, you're telling me the Logan Siebenhaller and is it Reese Moore that's their catcher? Uh, that Logan Siebenhaller Reese Moore matchup could be fun. Yeah, yeah, he's got a gun. He's got a gun, guy, and he's not afraid to pull it out of the holster. So, uh, and they're good. They're well coached. Uh, you know, they're good. Uh, so, but hey, we're going to be at home, and I will be. I can't wait to see the crowd. This place is going to be packed tonight. Fans. It's going to be. I mean, all Carroll County will show up for this. I, I, so. It's going to be standing room only, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Somebody was asking me last night, and I told them I, I'm not for sure. Is there a cutoff? Is there a sold out? Can you sell out Merchants Park? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. No. There's, there's no fire code to my knowledge. <laughs> uh, that's that's what I was thinking too. But uh, you know, I tell you what, there might be people standing 10, 12 people deep along those fences uh, just to be able to watch this ball game coming up later on tonight. Let me play kudos to a couple of people. You know, obviously Chad Teemeyer and his group have done an, an unbelievable job in organizing this whole thing. None of this would work without John Perrin, by the way. He organizes all the golf courses. And, and he is a workaholic. I mean, he's here before anybody else is here. And then the cooperation of the schools. I mean, the two schools are, are feeding the umpires for free. Uh, the, uh, Carroll High School is uh, air-conditioned their visitors' football locker room for the umpires. Uh, they've gone out of their way. Area schools, I mean, there have been no less than, I think, you'd have to have wow, seven or eight of these schools have all practiced at Coonsfield. Yep. Including Kemper, both yes. Sunday and Monday night. Yes. You know, 
So the cooperation between Kemper and Carroll High and, and schools like Coon Rapids uh, getting involved, uh, it takes, it's taken a whole county to run this. And, uh, boy, they've, they've all done a great job. They certainly have. Well, Dan, I know you and Jeff probably have been busy during this time frame, but uh, going to be getting even more busy here in the next little bit. I'm hoping to be out there today after my air shift, so I'm going to sneak over there a little after 1 o'clock today and kind of start getting my prep ready for uh, tonight's uh, Kemper and Van Meter matchup. But appreciate both of you guys uh, taking some time to join us here on KCIM Sports Rewind this morning. You bet. It was great being on the show, Jeff. We'll see you at the park. You bet. Dan Palmroy again joining us here today. Jeff Honnold was on early, but again, he's the guy that's hauling the umpires everywhere they need to go, uh, so he had to kind of jump off early. We're going to step away. We'll take a break. We'll be back with uh, more uh, KCIM Sports Rewind. I'll talk a little bit about the state softball tournament, which also started yesterday. I'll talk a little bit more about that Kepper Van Meter game. And also, don't want to forget, we had our KCM Sports Rewind All-Star festivities on Sunday out at the Carroll High School Softball Diamond, so I want to chat a little bit about that. So if you're a junior high, high school, college, or adult athlete who wants to maximize your sports performance, St. Anthony's Sports Performance Program is for you. Any athlete who demands power and strength can benefit from the eight-week workout program. Call 794-5241 so you can be at your best preseason, in-season, or off season back with more rewind coming up as the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season remember that st anthony rehab services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility if an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game Call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. Bad authority leading us back here into KCIM Sports Rewind. Jeff Blankman with you here today again. John Ryan not in today. Jeff Honnold over at the Estate Baseball Tournament. We just chatted briefly with him. Uh, again, he's got the job of of kind of hauling the umpire so when they get there he gets to take them to their locker room and then haul them to the field and kind of make sure they are taken care of and then uh, Dan Palmroy also joining us of course Dan helping out with the umpires and kind of uh, you know one of the major forces over there at the state baseball tournament for the local area so we thank both of those guys uh, for some uh, taking some time uh, to join us here on KCIM Sports Rewind every Tuesday morning 9.30 until 10 o'clock uh, let's talk state softball here real quick of course not up at any of those games yesterday but uh, they did get the quarterfinals in for classes 5a 4a and two of the games for class 3a also uh, were played yesterday so let's start off uh, with that uh, 5a field uh, yesterday we'll just kind of run you through the scores uh, no real big surprise here Fort Dodge rolling over Waukee Waukee's a good ball club but Fort Dodge just seems to be uh, they seem to be kind of a, a machine up there here over the last uh, several years and, and they look like the team to beat right now 
It was a valley edging out Southeast Polk. The final there was 6-5. to five. Muscatine shut out Pleasant Valley 4-0. And uh, it was a walkie Northwest also beating Linmar yesterday by a final of 4 to nothing In Class 4A, winners at your number one ranked team. They knocked off Burlington 10-2. Uh, uh, another uh, Raccoon River Conference team, uh, as usual, advancing into the semifinals as Carlisle doubled up Norwalk 8-4. to four. Uh, Maybe a little bit of a surprise here. ADM, um, they had the, they're the team that squeezed by Carroll High, uh, winning in the bottom of the seventh inning in that regional final. Uh, they fall yesterday to North Scott, so rare to see a, a Raccoon River Conference team knocked out in the opening round, uh, but uh, it was uh, North Scott falling yesterday. Uh, excuse me, North Scott knocking off ADM by a final of a 2-1. And then in the 3A quarterfinals, uh, Mount Vernon uh, got by uh, Dubuque Wallert to 3-1. to one. And at Seidel, a uh, good year for Seidel this year, they beat Davis County, who's kind of a traditional team at, there at the state tournament. They win that one by a final of 4-1. to one. The rest of that schedule coming up today... On the three uh, other two 3A quarterfinals, uh, the game at 11 o'clock today will be Davenport Assumption against, of course, another uh, Raccoon River Conference team in Ballard. Uh, Davenport Assumption is the two seed in that one. Ballard actually getting in at 16 and 20. That tells you the strength of that uh, Raccoon River Conference. Now, the 11:30 game will be Williamsburg against Sioux Center uh, in Class Two Way uh, coming up today. Um, it'll be later on today at around one o'clock. It's North Union against Louisa Muscatine at 1.30. Uh, one of our area teams here, not one of the teams we cover, but of course out of our Western Iowa Conference, Logan Magnolia. They are the three seed at 28-0. and 0. They're going to take on a Wilton, who is the six seed. You got Central Springs then at around 3 o'clock against Mount Air, and then at 3.30 uh, Regina Catholic uh, taking on Van Meter. So Van Meter going to be at State Baseball and State Softball today. Uh, so Darren Durflinger probably going to have a lot of running around to do. Uh, Darren's the a superintendent at Van Meter. I met him last year at the state baseball tournament uh, and we stood and talked to each other pretty much every day of the state baseball tournament so I know he'll be up probably at uh, Harlan Rogers Park for the, their softball game today and then he'll probably shoot down here I imagine for the uh, baseball game with Kemper tonight. Uh, the last games of the day, Class 1A at 5 o'clock tonight it'll be Northland against a Newman Catholic at 5.30. It'll be at St. Mary's of Remsen against South War Southeast Warren at uh, 7 o'clock tonight New Alfonda takes on Martinsdale St. Mary's. And then at uh, 7.30 today, it'll be Lisbon against uh, Twin Cedars of Bossy. So that's kind of the schedule at the state softball tournament coming up today. Now the uh, quarterfinals for Class 4A at the state baseball tournament going to be going on as well down in Iowa City today. Johnston takes on Iowa City Liberty today. It'll be 11.30 for that start time at 2 o'clock. It'll be a walkie against a walkie Northwest. And a good friend of mine, I worked with him at the ESPN affiliate in Des Moines years ago when I first got into radio. Um, he is uh, going to be umpiring that game today. So we wish Mark Barron's good luck with that ball game today at 5 o'clock. Cedar Rapids Prairie takes on at Dowling Catholic. And then their final game of the day is Iowa City High uh, squaring off with Indianola. Mentioned uh, the Kemper game tonight. Uh, I'm looking for Kemper to probably go back to Cal Wanniger on the hill here tonight. He's thrown uh, as kind of their ace all year long, Logan Siebenhaller through last Tuesday should be available to be able to go tonight if they would need him. Um, I'm planning on getting the lineups uh, from Kemper here a little bit later on this morning or early this afternoon. Um, 
You also have the option of Carter Putney or Mason Earl. If you want to go with a guy that maybe doesn't throw as hard and, and, and moves the ball around a little bit and finds spots and changes speeds, uh, those would be two options for Kemper here tonight. Um, this Van Meter Club, again, coming in 36-0 and on the year. They've won state three years in a row. And again, if the research that I did uh, was accurate, um, Kemper was the last team in 2017 to, to defeat Van Meter at the state baseball tournament. So uh, that'll be interesting to see um, how that game goes tonight. I think it should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to broadcasting it. Uh, Mark Fieldmeyer again, who does a great job, going to be over there to help me out. So Kemper coming in at 20-16, and 16, Van Meter at 36-0. and 0. Again, for Kemper fans, if you're having a hard time getting your tickets purchased online, if you're struggling with that, Kemper does have their main office at the high school open today. They'll be there till 1 o'clock. They, if you stop off there, they will help you get those uh, tickets purchased. Um, so, again, if you're struggling to get tickets for that uh, Kemper Van Meter game today uh, for Kemper fans, if you want some help, head on up and uh, head to the uh, Kemper High School main office, and they'll help you get those uh, tickets uh, taken care of today. Also want to let Kemper fans know, uh, normally Kemper's in that first base dugout, but they are going to be the visiting team on the scoreboard tonight. So that means that uh, Kemper actually is going to be um, the team in the third base dugout. So different side of the field. If you want to sit where Kemper's going to be uh, playing at, you're going to have to sit over on that third base side. Do want to real quick Quick here, kind of a recap uh, a little bit of our uh, KCIM All Rewind All Star festivities uh, from Sunday. Had a great time. Home run derby drug a little bit, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, we ended up having Kiara Hammond winning the girls' home run contest, and then it was uh, Colby Sheets from South Central Calhoun. Colby Colbertson from Coon Rapids Baird won the boys' home run contest, and then we had a hit off between the two of those. Kiara Hammond came out and hit five home runs I think hit like three uh, in a row uh, just absolutely crushing the ball uh, so she ended up winning the home run derby home run off between her and Colby Colbertson I want to mention Cal Hayden just an eighth grader from Coon Rapids Baird he launched a couple of slow pitch softballs all the way into Merchants Park I think he had three of them that landed out at Merchants Park so he thumped the ball really really well so um, I want to thank Doug Hoffman uh, and Carroll Community Schools they allow us to be able to uh, host our KCIM Sports Rewind All-Star festivities at um, the Softball Diamond every year and, and Doug went and got it all chalked and got the bases out for us and and uh, you know mowed the outfield and, and mowed all the grass for us and had everything looking really good. Chloe Gallagos deserves a special special shout out. A terrific young lady uh, of course uh, one of the assistant coaches uh, for the uh, Carroll Tigers this last year uh, playing softball up at Northwestern uh, College up in Orange City. She did all of the pitching uh, for our home run derby for us this year with the soft toss. So I uh, appreciate her going through all of the softball players, all of the baseball players, and then, of course, um, that home run off between uh, Kiera Hammond and Kobe Colbertson. So she had a long day. It took about an hour and 45 minutes for that home run derby. So we're going to tweak it next year uh, and try and shorten that up just a little bit. So we're looking forward to that. Every year we try to tweak this all-star festivities just to kind of make it more fun and, and you know keep it moving in a, in a timely 
timely manner. After that home run derby, of course, we did have our senior all-star game. That was a lot of fun. We thank uh, Bob Fossbender down at Michael's Shoes. He supplies the bats uh, and the slow pitch softballs for us uh, every year for this um, and allows us to be able to use those. So thanks to Bob Fossbender for that as well. And then, of course, we did have our award ceremony. Uh, you can find the pictures uh, from all of the KCM Sports Rewind All-Star festivities done by Jeff Storyhan, the longtime photographer here in Carroll, who does a great job. They are up on the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network website as well as on the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network uh, Facebook page as well. So make sure you search that as well. Need to wrap up things, but before we do, everything you need for your project, uh, that's what you can expect from Carroll Lumber. Whether it's putting up a new deck or refurbishing the old, Carroll Lumber can help. Painting the house or installing new cabinets, Carroll Lumber can help. And replacing old windows or laying new tile, you guessed it, Carroll Lumber can help. With the combined inventories of their four locations, they are sure to have what you need. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what they offer. No matter the project, Carroll Lumber can help. Carroll Lumber with locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, and Odeboat. That's going to do it for KCIM Sports Rewind on this Tuesday morning. We'll have uh, hopefully Jeff Hondled back on with us again coming up next Tuesday. We'll recap uh, all of the state tournament games. Turn into Kick 106.7 tonight for that Kemper game against uh, Van Meter.